things to tell you. And you have 10 things to tell. This is an interactive podcast. Each episode has a prompt and a topic that I want you to take to your journal, text to your best friend, or answer on social media using the hashtag 10 things to tell you. This is a show about digging deeper and sharing our stuff. I'll go first. But before I go first, I just want to acknowledge that several people have sent me messages that they've started up 10 things to tell you groups with their friends, some of them with strangers, people who are listening to the show. Groups of friends who are spread across the country are using the prompts as conversation starters. People are texting and using apps like Voxer and Marco Polo. They're taking the prompts and topics and using them to deepen connection. I could not be more for this. This is exactly what I wanted from 10 things to tell you. Remember, if you don't want to miss a thing, make sure you're following us on Instagram and Facebook at 10 Things to Tell You. You can also sign up to get a short email each time there's a new episode. You can do that at 10thingstotellyou.com. Now to today's topic, teachers. Teachers, we've all had them in some way or another. We all continue to have them every day. My teachers, the people who are teaching me something daily directly or indirectly, this is something that I actually think about a lot. Our ancestors, our enemies, our children, they are all our teachers. I can see that this topic might be something we revisit several times from several different angles or categories, but today I want to talk about what probably came to mind first when you heard the word. School teachers. Tell me about your most influential teachers, literal teachers. School teachers is what I'm mainly thinking about here, but also coaches, dance instructors, not life's metaphorical teachers, although I do think we'll get to that, but people who are actually paid to instruct you in something. Most of you listening have been out of school for a long time, like myself, but I'll bet there are a few school teachers that come to mind anyway. These positions of authority in our most formative years, they tend to make a mark. I've long held several of my school teachers in such high esteem, and there are a few with whom I still hold a grudge. When my own kids started elementary school a few years ago, it brought back so much nostalgia for me around teachers. Some fear and anxiety, truthfully, also came up, but also a respect for the teacher role that feels different to me now that I'm grown. I can't wait to hear your memories of teachers that were important to you. I'm going to work backwards a little bit, starting at college and then down through elementary school, because I realized as I was making this list of teachers who had meant something to me, that how I feel about my college professors is naturally really different from how I feel about my earliest elementary school teachers. When I did the original 10 Things to Tell You social media challenge on Instagram, if you want to go look up the prompts and the graphics from that challenge, you can go to 10thingstotellyou.com. But day two of that challenge, the prompt was, someone who has influenced you. 
and I wrote about Dr. Rufus Fears. He was one of my professors and my senior capstone teacher at the University of Oklahoma. Sadly, Dr. Fears passed away in 2012, but I will tell you right now that this man made the biggest impression on me, and originally, it was not a good one. My freshman year, he taught a general ed class with like hundreds of 18-year-old students in it in a big lecture hall. Most people were simply fulfilling their basic requirement, and on the very first day of class was a class about the Roman Empire. He told us unequivocally that one day the United States would fall, as all great empires do. And I was indignant. This was an outrage to my teenage self. I was raised in a very patriotic, very political home. And Dr. Fears, asserting his belief that was based in history, that the U.S. would not always and forever be the world's greatest power, It was everything my parents had warned me against in liberal university professors. So I was mad. I went on to have Dr. Fears as a professor for all four years of college. He was, by the way, one of the most respected and awarded professors at OU. He was also a main teacher in my major's department. So I had him for many classes. I can clearly see now that Dr. Fears was pivotal in the way that I think about history and war, and America, and heroes. He taught my senior capstone class, which the topic was about the world's greatest teachers. Not making that up. Isn't that fitting? We studied Plato, Jesus, Abraham Lincoln, Winston Churchill. If I could go back now, I would love to participate in that class, and I would love to see some women included. By the time I graduated college, I still did not agree with everything Dr. Fears said and taught. He was not, for most of us, a one-on-one teacher. We did not have a personal relationship, which is different than most of the teachers that might fall into an influential category for this topic. Dr. Fears was a lecturer. He was, for the most part, giving us his take on history, imparting his wisdom to the masses, and he didn't honestly expect too much back on papers or exams, he was looking for a regurgitation of his ideas, honestly. But it was his ideas that taught me a new way to think. And that is just as valuable. It has stayed with me all this time. I was a nerdy kid, academic, all the way through my college graduation. So while of course I still have influential teachers from all of those years of school, What I don't really have is that classic coach story. I played tennis in high school, badly, by the way, but I was never coached to success in a sport. And sometimes I watch movies or TV shows built around that theme. I'm kind of jealous that I don't have a comparable story with serious pep talks, game-winning shots at the buzzer. What I did have, though, the only thing that comes kind of close, is a music teacher who saw something in me, and she let me stick around. Please note that I was no music star. I had no leading roles. I felt like I snuck in the back door, and Mrs. Riggle saw me clearly, and she also let me stay. I had no music training, and until I was a teenager, I honestly had no real music interest. 
But there was a show choir and a formal choral group that started in middle school. And I saw people in sparkly outfits singing on the stage. And suddenly I wanted to do that. Mrs. Riggle, the teacher for those high school programs, she's definitely one of the teachers that has stuck with me all of these years. She was a good teacher, teaching many students like me who could not read music when we started. She taught us the basics and beyond. She pushed our musical skills and our comprehension. But more than that, the thing that has stayed with me about Mrs. Riggle is that as a high school teacher, she was one of the first to treat me as an adult, or at least adult-ish. She did not hold our hands. She had high expectations for our practices and our performance, and we mostly rose to them. For me, this was a new and welcome student-teacher relationship. As I got more and more involved with music in high school, there were vocal concerts and musicals. I was actually a singing telegram for a few years. Yes, I was. But Mrs. Riggle also became the teacher I was around the most, just an actual time. I was with Mrs. Riggle a lot, including trips away for competitions. And in this way, it is further like the coach analogy, and that the teacher you're spending the most time with is arguably going to have the most influence. And I'm so glad that Mrs. Riggle was the teacher I attach those high school memories to. I was in her classroom on the morning of the Oklahoma City bombing. And in those early moments, it was her tears that made me realize that our state was changed forever. So much of my high school life is tied to Mrs. Riggle and that music building. The responsibility that she gave us and expected us to rise to It was the perfect transition between childhood and adulthood. Moving back in time, middle school, 7th and 8th grade, that was where I objectively had some of the most talented teachers, and I was way too immature to appreciate them. If anything, I wish I could go back in time and take some of those classes again with the lens of learning instead of everything that comes up during those years, Our middle school had one of the most infamous teachers in the district, Mr. Sneed, the algebra teacher. He was the most feared man in the building. He taught algebra exactly one way, and you had to do it his way, and there was no skipping steps. I was completely freaked out every single day in his classroom, but I will tell you what. I left seventh grade with a solid grasp of algebra, and I rarely made any algebra mistakes in the years after because of his rigorous teaching. Mr. Sneed left a legacy behind in the minds of the thousands of students that he taught. Mrs. Graham was my English teacher, and I truly wish I could get in a time machine and transport back to our lessons on Ulysses and the Odyssey. Mrs. Graham was also the yearbook teacher, and I was the yearbook editor in eighth grade. I want to tell you guys something. I dropped the ball so spectacularly that year that I still regret it to this day. I owe Mrs. Graham about 400 apologies for my behavior, my laziness, my 13-year-old defiance. She offered me a real opportunity to learn something important, and I blew it. I didn't get it then, Mrs. Graham, but I promise I do now. I think that sharing about our school teachers, remembering the actual humans or the life lessons they imparted, can say a lot more about our childhood than we're even aware of. Last year, my daughter was in the second grade. Now she's nine years old. She's in the third grade. 
But last year I was having some mixed feelings about some things at school and one of my friends asked me out of the blue about my own second grade experience. And it was like a light bulb went off. What was happening with my daughter was super normal and appropriate, but my body or soul or whatever you want to call it that remembers things before your brain connects the dots, I was on some level transferring my experience at her age onto her, even though it wasn't at all the same situation. Because when I was in second grade in my teeny tiny Oklahoma town, I had a teacher who had no business being in the classroom with young people. At eight years old, it is my first memory of witnessing outright cruelty. That teacher was unkind to students. She was deliberately unkind to me. And I was a super sensitive kid. And a few encounters with that teacher really affected me. That school year tipped off an already genetic disposition towards anxiety into a full-blown anxiety problem. I had other run-ins with teachers over the years. I was hot-headed. I had a sassy mouth, a terrible combination to have as a student, I'm sure. But the one that comes to my mind the most was a high school teacher who told me that I didn't belong in honors classes. The comment was absurd to me because I had tested into that class, but the word belong, and this is the word he used, I remember it very clearly, it holds so much meaning, doesn't it? Not belonging is one of my deepest fears. And so to have a teacher reinforce that belief, to state it like it was fact, it blew my mind. Now, I'm not sure if this teacher was being deliberately mean or if it was his pop psychology way of motivating me to work harder, it was probably a little bit of both. But what happened is that I was damaged over it for a bit. His is still a voice that will come into my head sometimes. But then I was furious. Not in the motivated way that he was going for. It never crossed my mind to try and show him that I belonged. But for a time after that, I lost respect for teachers. I decided that they didn't get me or they weren't for me. And it wasn't long after that that I legitimately changed up my academic path for my senior year of high school. I told my parents that school was not for me. I wasn't going to go to college. Now, obviously, I did end up going to college. And my path change and my mindset switch within academia, it wasn't all because of that teacher telling me I didn't belong. But his comment did come at a crucial time in my life. When I was at a crossroads. Even though I knew he was wrong, it did affect my attitude and my decision making. I'm sharing these last couple of stories about the second grade teacher and about the high school teacher who said I didn't belong, even though they're not all love and light, because most of us have had a lot of teachers in our lifetime and they're memorable for all kinds of reasons, good and bad. It's not a commentary on teachers in general, we are all human. It's just part of sharing our experiences. Now that I'm on the other side of the school teacher thing, as a parent, I think about these stories a little differently, and I pay attention to my own kids' relationship to the authority figures in their life. My kids are at a fantastic elementary school, learning their little hearts out every day, but their first set of teachers came from a tiny Montessori preschool that couldn't have been a better environment for our whole family at that stage. 
Both my kids started there when they were two. My daughter started just one month before her little brother was born. So those years at the preschool are marked by early motherhood. Me barely keeping things above water. So grateful for that school and those teachers. Miss Nadley, Miss Jenny, Miss Jamie. They saw me cry at drop-off in the morning so many times, and they never offered a single ounce of judgment. Just love and sympathy and care for my kids. We could not have been luckier to stumble into that preschool. The Montessori way kept us afloat for many years. God bless teachers. They are crucial to our society and our development. I know some of you listening have non-traditional teacher stories. Maybe you were homeschooled, maybe you had school on the road or were international. Whatever you bring to the table for this conversation, I want to hear it. Take this topic of teachers to your journal, text a friend, or post about it on social media using the hashtag 10 things to tell you. My name is Debbie, and I want to tell you about Susie, my AP European history teacher in Fayetteville, Arkansas. I had to take a test one day at lunch and I couldn't focus on the questions, but she came up behind me, put her hand on my shoulder, and read the instructions out loud. Somehow she must have known that I was an auditory learner. I didn't even know it at the time, but that's how good a teacher she is. That little gesture and so many others made me feel loved in class, helped me to learn better, and helped me to see that there were good things coming in the future. My name is Julianne, and I want to say thank you to my third grade teacher, Mrs. Vogel. She was the one who really got me interested in reading, and she did this through reading out loud to our class. One of the books I remember her reading is The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. She did all the voices, and it was so amazing. She really knew how to draw us into the story. My name is Liz, and I have the most amazing dance teacher named Kelsey. I'm an adult tap student, and I started up about four years ago with beginning tap and then moved up to intermediate tap because Kelsey is an amazing teacher. She makes it so much fun, and she really encourages us and not only to be a good dancer, but to be a good person. And she does that to her students of all ages, and I just really appreciate her so much and am forever grateful to her and the welcoming studio she has. My name is Sarah, and I'm a high school English teacher. I became a high school English teacher because I had a wonderful high school English teacher named Doris, a college instructor, professor, Dr. Jill Beard, who encouraged my love of literature. I'm a teacher because I believe that we need to tell our stories, that we need to read stories, that it builds empathy. I ask that you remember that teachers are humans too, with feelings. And that is why I am a teacher. I'm Laura Tremaine, and you've just listened to the 10 Things to Tell You podcast. You can find the show notes and subscribe to episode emails at 10thingstotellyou.com slash podcast. And you can follow us on Facebook and Instagram at 10 Things to Tell You. Thanks for listening. Now go share something.